very special episode. We got her again. It's going to happen every time. Very special episode. This one's very <laughs> special. I'll say something interesting. My name is Brent. With me is my friend Megan Hello. and also my friend Bethany is with Hello. us today. She's back, everybody. Brent was jealous. Because I'm jealous <laughs> that the girls got to talk to her and I didn't. And now I'm back. So I said, you're coming on this week too, just so you know. Thanks for coming, Bethany. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, and while I was gone, Megan, you upgraded a vehicle. I sure did. You you added to your family. I did. I what, mean, also you, what? Depended. Tell us tell us about it. So it's a 2019 Toyota Corolla Audi A4, right? Go uh-huh, ahead. That's it. Uh huh. Um, you know me, all about the sports car life. <laughs> uh, did you give it a name yet? No, it'll probably just be the Corolla. The Corolla. Yeah, it's a girl though. Hmm. My other car that passed away was a girl, but she was always just the Malibu. I found a, uh, a fantastic <laughs> ad uh, that showed up. It was on it was a it's a uh, it was on Facebook or uh, some like post. Facebook marketplace. Kind Somebody of posted it and they pulled like, it. They, yeah, they said okay. I bought the car, but the ad lives on, and and you have to see this. And th- this wasn't even in my notes, guys, to be able to do this, but uh, <laughs> it was too good to pass up, and now I'm, I'm losing it. Uh, here we go. Okay, ready? It is a. It is also a Corolla. Corolla. This is this is what tied me up. Um, the fine AF nineteen ninety nine Toyota Corolla. <laughs> this is the picture of it right here. Oh man, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's like uh-huh. stone gray. Nice. And it says, uh, "Here's here's what it, uh, the ad said on on Craigslist. This is in L A, California." You could take the engine out of this car, drop it off the Golden Gate Bridge, fish it out of the water a thousand years later, put it in the trunk of a car, <laughs> fill up the gas tank with Nutella, turn the key, and this puppy would effing start right up. <laughs> this car will outlive you. It'll outlive your children. Things this car is old enough to do. Vote. Yes. <laughs> Consent to sex. Yes. Rent a car. It is a car. <laughs> this car's got history. It seems some blankety blank. <laughs> People have done straight things in this car. People have done gay things in this car. It's not going to judge you like an effing Volkswagen would. It goes on. You want a car that gets the job done? You want a car that's hassle-free? You want a car that literally no one will ever compliment you on? Well, look no further. The 1999 Toyota Corolla. Let's talk about features. Bluetooth? Nope. Sunroof? Nope. Fancy wheels? Don't have it. Rearview camera? Nope. But it's got a transparent rear view window, and you have a neck that you can turn. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. One day, my Corolla started making a strange sound. I didn't give a crap, and I ignored it. It went away. The <laughs> end. I love clever ads. I know. It's so, it's so brilliant. And yeah. obviously, the car um, sold my in a minute. Corolla does have some fancy features. Your okay. Corolla looks nice. When I yeah. looked outside at it, I was like, that's a that's a nice car. Yeah. It has it has the rear view camera thing i haven't figured out how to use it yet though mm. i still turn around and look like, well that's like i think that's safer. don't you just put the car in reverse and the camera turns on i mean how hard is this yeah no it turns on but i don't know like i can't get over not actually looking with my own eyeballs ah gotcha so i mean i check it and look at it and then i also turn around and look i so. i definitely don't trust my camera all that much yeah um so good for you yeah but i do have four kids that like to put bikes in various locations yep. behind my vehicle so uh, I'm sure that that has saved at least two bicycles Probably, in the yeah. time of it, uh-huh. its existence. You know, if my stepdad had that, uh, we would still have a cat. Oh, so. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a dead pet. When you started that, I was oh. like, oh, no, something's dying. I thought maybe you were going to say <laughs> my brother would still be with us. 
That's no, terrible. Just my brother a, have a toe, or I don't know, something. But just the cat. Just Big Kitty, um, who was uh, diabetic and had to have two insulin shots every day. That um, was in an accident. That sounds. <laughs> That sounds like way too much of a hassle for a cat. But the thing is, is it was his cat. Um, oh, well, that's, I mean, better than like, you know, your mom running over and be like, oh, man, no. Yeah, that's I think, true. I think we need to start seeing other people because you <laughs> ran over. <my> <laughs> uh, uh, I tell people that. Bethany, that's- this is a big week for you. It is. Yes. Uh, you, I can't remember if you told everybody what you do on the podcast last week, but she did. Okay. Fundraiser coordinator, a capital marketing. campaigner, marketing, little extraordinaire uh, for LCS, Liberty Christian School, um, the school I played sports for, but did not go to school at. That's a long story. We'll get there someday. <laughs> you have an auction this week. Yes. And uh, this is uh, your biggest event of the year, second biggest, one of the biggest. It is the biggest event. The biggest event, yes. raising money. Because more kids need to go to that school and we need to redo the cafeteria. That's yeah. what the project is, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. We Last year, we ended up pivoting from in-person to online virtual why? in three weeks. I don't understand why. But... Because COVID. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Sorry. So, but it was super great because we ended up, um, we ended up pivoting. And so many people got to join us that live all over the United States and we had over 400 attendees. So we raised $174,000, which ridiculous. was a big deal, yeah, uh, a big deal for an online event. Because there's a lot like Tricidians. I don't know if this is like a thing, but like, do people just not trust online things here? Uh, yeah. I, no, I would that, say yeah. I would say that that's a thing for sure. Mm-hmm. So they were really skeptical. And then that happened. And yeah. So this year we're doing a hybrid event, which is going to be in person at the Uptown Theater. Yeah. And online. We love that place. It, it's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's going to be quite great to have both best of both worlds. Live streaming and a live event. So it's like a party from home or party from here, whatever you're most comfortable with. Yep. yep. And give lots of money. Yep. We have take and, take and bake meals by a caterer. We have in-person dinner. Um, all the options to get your party on. This is one of the the things that, as Andrew has been trying to figure out, how do we re- recreate, you know, our ourselves through this post COVID thing? And as a as a theater, as an organization, not a lot of people knocking on our door to host like concerts and plays right now. Um, understandably so, those things take months to prepare for, and it's we've been in this state of unknown, and so. Uh, trying to you know illustrate, hey, we live stream church here, but we could also do your events. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so this will be a like our first little dip in the pool, which is going to be awesome. You so. know, I've been like, you can do this. Like you can do live stream events, Andrew. Yeah. Like you can all the options. Does it make you nervous that we couldn't even live stream our own service on Sunday? <laughs> you know, Does it make you nervous? A little, but I expect <laughs> things like that. Okay. So, and if not, like I can- To be fair, we've had a great track record. It's been really, yeah. really good. It's been like, like maybe five times yeah. in a whole year and then on doing live streams. And then so. on Saturday, we, him and I set up over at uh, Badger Mountain Winery mm-hmm. and live streamed a wedding um, and he set up in a kitchen, like in, it was all just a crazy on the spot yeah. and, and it went really well. You watched from home. Megan, I did watch from home it and great. said it deserved an Emmy, which thank you. But I You're mean, welcome. you know, um, <laughs> I said Andrew deserved. Oh, oh I, <laughs> I thought maybe it was the efficient and all of the work there. So it works so smoothly on Saturday and then we bring it here back into its home environment where everything's like built for it and then it craps out on us five minutes before service. Yeah. I think and I think it saw the real world and just wanted Yeah. I wish all. you could have seen It was like Ariel. Yeah. Uh, well. I wish you could have seen <laughs> Andrew in the yeah. back freaking out 
five minutes before he's he is flipping everything. I mean, he's going, he's got two screens, keyboards everywhere. He's trying this, switching this, pulling this out, plugging this in, trying to make, we got a countdown going on. Mm-hmm. You guys are in the lobby going, are we doing this? Are yeah. we not doing this? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'll go check with him. He's freaking out. And he, he took it in stride. He's so calm. But then like, he has this calm exterior, but you can tell like his mind is running about 150 miles an hour. I think you have to know him really well though to really see it. Because yeah. like on the outside, he looks like he has everything under control. Oh, totally. <laughs> but if you know him well enough, you're like, oh no. He's I've been around him enough <laughs> to understand because there have been times where like the video has crapped out on us on the, from the front mm-hmm. or I'm I'm up front and I can tell something's happening. And he has this like slow walk from the back of the soundboard around to the front. And I'm always like, dude, I'm from the front. I'm thinking, I need you to move faster, buddy, because <laughs> I'm dying up here. I'm like, I'm like drowning. I don't have anything up here. And so it would be like, I'm for, like, I don't think he's taking it seriously. And then when I'm back there and I'm able to see him and he's, he's like, tight. <laughs> he was typing so many things and trying different, and the yeah. screens are all <laughs> bouncing around and everything. And I'm going, no, no, he really does care. Yeah. There's just like this, <laughs> this like weird walking pace that he doesn't want to like scramble around. And I think because do. like, like slow is smooth and smooth is fast, right? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta like, and he's been in that world so long. Like you yeah. don't want to draw attention to the fact that something's going wrong. Right. So yes. you, you move slowly. And if it's me, I'm just, start, I would just start banging the computer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like blowing in the disc, any holes. I'd be like <laughs> old PlayStation. Hats, yeah. Yeah. Game boys. Nintendo. I'm Nintendo. a little older than you. Old Nintendo ones. Just pull the thing cartridge out and blow in it. And yeah. It'll work fine. It'd be great. Um, so also one of the, the reasons I, I wanted Bethany to come and check it out uh, again is because uh, I was reflecting. I had a long trip to Tahoe. We had 11 hours in the car. We split it up. We did four to Boise and then seven to Tahoe. Anyways, long time in the car. So Kylie and I got to listen to podcast after podcast after podcast. And I realized a couple of things in common with podcasts I love. Um, and, uh, specifically probably the two that I've been enjoying the most lately, uh, as I mentioned before, Conan needs a friend, which I love. And then smart list with Jason Bateman, Sean Hughes and, uh, Sean Hayes and Will Arnett. And all, both of those have three sort of co-hosts. So the banter is like, you're never sure which angle it's coming from. Um, and then also what else they have in common is that both of those podcasts, have fantastic commercials. I don't know how you feel about commercials and podcasts, um, but most of the time, most podcasts I listen to, as soon as the uh, the host goes, hey, real quick, this has been brought to you. I, I fast forward 30 seconds as fast <laughs> as I can and get through whatever it is because I don't care. In these two podcasts alone, the, pod, the, the commercials might be the best part about yeah. these podcasts. Hmm. Um, and if you haven't listened to Smart List yet, do that and then definitely stay for the commercials because they're freaking brilliant. And so I think what I want to do is for the next, I don't know how many weeks, we'll see how this bit plays out. <laughs> We're going to act like we are also oh, no. <laughs> supported by random companies in a commercial. Now, I'm only explaining this in this podcast. Yeah. For future podcasts in future weeks, I'm not going to explain You're it. We're just going to launch We're in. just going to go into commercial. Okay. Is it going to be like, are we going to have lines? Uh, you you don't have any line. Well, I want you to banter back and forth with okay. me and act as if you know what's coming and respond as if this is genuinely commercial of a product. Okay. And oh, in future okay. podcast episodes, <laughs> if people haven't listened to this one, I want them to think, who is sponsoring this podcast? <laughs> what is this product? Uh, who would ever buy it? 
and we'll just go from there. Does that make sense? This podcast is brought to you by the Tri Cities. (laughs) Liberty Christian. (laughs) That would work. That would work for this one. Uh, Oh, he's got notes. I wrote it down, folks. I wrote it while we were driving because it was an idea I didn't want to let slip away. I was like, I'll forget and then I'll stumble over it. Uh, Okay, let's hear it. And I think I want to have Andrew add a little bit of music in the back. Well, you don't have, ever have any music, but you know, like the ding, 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 something like that, so that you know it's a commercial. That's how you know it's a commercial. Okay. <laughs> Megan, you know how I'm always saying we deserve better soup. Yeah. Remember, like we always talk about that. Yeah, like all the we time. deserve better soup. Like neither of us likes spending too much money for lunch. The only thing uh, worse is feeling bloated after lunch. I went to uh, Red Robin today for a birthday burger. Because my birthday was yesterday. Yeah. Bloated. That's how I feel. Don't want to feel that. But you know how you can tell soup from a can is different than like fresh soup, mm-hmm. soup that's made, or even soup from a bag or a plastic container. So the question is that our sponsor came up with is, can you make soup from a can not taste like soup from a can? Mm, I don't know. Introducing Yes We Can. <laughs> yes We Can soups featuring classics like chicken noodle, Italian wedding, jambalaya, that's fun to say, and ahi tuna sashimi, my favorite. That's a soup. These are very good soup. It's very good. You should try it. It's very fresh. Yolks currently doesn't carry uh, this in spite of my repeated requests, but good news for our listeners. Head over to saysomethinginteresting.com slash yes we can. Let them know Megan sent you or Brent or whatever or Bethany even too. Uh, and you too can try Yes We Can. And now, back to the show. <laughs> See? Isn't that great? Yeah. I think it's great. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Yes We Can, for being our first ever Is sponsor that an product? of the show. It should be. It sounds like it, right? I feel like I've I seen Campbell's like I've version. Seen yes We Can soup. It's like Campbell's, uh, but uh, the organic am I gonna, like, version. Yes, am I going to see get a cease and desist know. letter from know. a yes we can? Like, please don't advertise us on know. your crappy podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Bethany's getting her Google. She's scoping out, it out so. for us. Uh. Thanks, Bethany. You are welcome. So, if you're listening to this, you're in on the joke now. So, in yeah, future ones, everybody will be like, "Wow, say something's getting really big. They're getting sponsors." sponsors. And then it's be some oh my god! Stupid dog food or something. <laughs> You know, what I'm thinking of is Well Yes uh, Soup Varieties, Crafted so. with Care mm. by Campbell's.com. No, no, this is not officially recognized with Campbell's. <laughs> I want to make that very, very clear for the legal. <laughs> not officially uh, located with any of them. It's Yes We Can Soups. <laughs> All right, we kicked off a, uh, a new series on Sunday uh, called Pilgrimage. It's a series on, de- I, it was going to be on destinations, okay. but a series on, on a way to live in the world. I changed it. See, because yeah. last week when I was here with Lauren and Megan, I said yeah. a series on dis- destination. I As I was driving back and reading, I was like, nah, I'd rather go with this way to live in the world piece. Okay. Um, so I'm not so. crazy? No, you're not crazy. I'm crazy because okay. I try and plan ahead and then I change things and I can't decide what I want to do. So anyways, it's going to be a, a way in which to live. Uh, in this world, we we just w- recently, as I mentioned, went on the the trip before, and, and I've done some pilgrimages in the past. We're heading into travel season. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got camping trips planned. You're going to take your Toyota Corolla around the world and and back. <laughs> as um, soon as this auction's over, I'm like out. Like I yeah. need like two weeks of just nothing. Yeah, yeah. I remember like when I was doing youth ministry, feeling like that with summer camps, being like, just get through camp, 
and then you could do whatever you want for like, you know, we'll go out to eat, we'll do something fun, get get out of town for like a weekend or something like that. So I totally understand that feeling. We haven't been, I can't do that as a church because Sunday happens every week. And so I, I have less of that feeling. Although when we do drinks or drinks, I'm usually like, oh, good, it's over. The best day is <laughs> like the Monday following the event. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's been, uh, we're, we're looking at uh, just some, some things that pilgrims have kind of done and, and traveled and gone and seen some pretty cool places. A lot of times religiously affiliated with some sort of an obligation to go to um, sites where something took place, either the Holy Land or, or you know, whatever. And, and uh, we talked about specifically in, in Sunday's talk, packing lightly. Are you a light packer? Um, I would say no. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> to the max, right? <laughs> I, yes. I realized that in between services, uh, I, I said it for second service, but um, if a suitcase is this big, then I, I, I go, I go I until it's full, yeah. right? <laughs> it's, it's just a matter of at what point there's a, there's a trajectory, there's an X axis and a Y axis between sizes of suitcase uh-huh. and need. Yeah. And it, it, they always meet. There's never like, oh, I have I have room left over. I, I don't even know what I would do with room. I'd, I would be <laughs> afraid <laughs> that things would break. So I'll just, you know, fill it with other things. Yeah. Maybe I'll need this shirt. You know, and that spot for me is when the suitcase is not extended. Like, you know how they have the zip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Like, the extra, extra inch that inch. you get. Yeah. So if I can if I can pack just to the extra space, like just to the the closed lid so that you don't have to expand it. Yes. And then expand it with all of my like trinkets. Purchases and- that you buy on the way home. Yes, yes. That is the sweet spot. Yeah. Mm. That is the hard part because you are you uh, do you measure your suitcase? Do you weigh them before you get on a plane? Occasionally. I haven't in a while. I haven't like flown in a while, but um, occasionally I will. I like I do. I've gotten better as I've gotten older and traveled more. I'm better at like just packing what I kind of need for that time. Um, but. I did for a while, but I was also like, I've done a lot of moving. So you do kind of have, right. That's where you pack everything. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. It's just like, yeah, but I've still done that through like flying on planes. And so like I've weighed for those reasons, but what's the oddest thing that you pack with you when you travel regularly? Mm -hmm. I'll go first while you think about it. Um, Andrew turned me into a coffee snob okay, a couple yeah. of years ago because I never really drank coffee. Then I drank coffee, but I didn't really care what it was. And then I was like, no, there's good coffee and there's bad coffee. And I realized that good coffee is expensive. And so um, if I could make my uh, my own coffee, which I do at home on, on a normal basis, um, on vacation, I would save myself a considerable amount of money. And so I began pa- packing my own coffee supplies, um, which uh, when I when I would go, it would be, I do a Chemex at home and I, 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 I just started, pa- I didn't know that there were other options. So I would pack a Chemex, which is a glass. I don't know how you beaker, beaker, yeah. science, ex- giant, giant beaker. Yeah. Imagine yeah. like a giant science beaker, a food scale, a, a large hand grinder. In addition to the coffee beans, let me think of anything else. Maybe a cup that goes That's with it. That's a lot. But the, but the glass beaker, mm-hmm. I'd have to like wrap it in like coats and jeans and jackets so it wouldn't break. And every trip it was like gambling, rolling the dice on every time you open up the suitcase, is this thing going to be broken or not? And they're, exp- they're like 30 something bucks a piece, yeah. right? And so it's like, uh, it would be funny. I'd pull this out. And uh, when I would, when we'd travel with friends, they would look at it and stare at it and be like, did you like, did you bring that? Or was that in the house? How did you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I brought this. Like, I'm, I'm. Now I figured out like this, like origami thing through mirror stuff that is, is like get some metal plates you can put together. And yeah, it packs real small and it's really mm-hmm. great. But 
that was that was me like not packing lightly, nice. thinking that this was a necessity and then going that way. I think the weirdest things I pack is because of international travel and it's always wool compression socks for the flight in my carry on. Um, just random things that I can use to make that part the most comfortable mm-hmm. that you have when you get to the hotel. Like yeah. you don't need, I mean, you don't have socks, like they don't give out socks, but you know, they have like <laughs> pillows and blankets and things, yeah. but you know. Yeah. I used to pack, I used to pack a blanket, like, or like a pillow or like a something that was like mine. I really had to bring something that was mine when I slept. I don't have to anymore, but I used to. That was probably the weirdest thing that I would just always pack. London packed a, a pillow on this most I mean, recent trip. you were trip. in a car. That makes sense. Yeah, but she would bring it into the hotel room. Yeah. And it's just a white unmarked pillow. Oh, man. <laughs> With like everybody else's pillows there. And she'd be like, "This, I think this one's mine. And I'd be like, "That's I don't know how you do this. What are you talking about? Pillow exchanges? She remembered a pillow and forgot a toothbrush. Oh, I'm not supposed to say who it was. Oops, you sorry. You 100% told everyone and who it was anyway. <laughs> that was my favorite line. I, I was so excited to de- deliver I, that line. I was I laughing in the tell. car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like. I remember writing it and being like, Kylie, listen to this. She's in middle school, so she should know better. (laughs) She should know better. (laughs) The best part is she didn't tell you until three days in. Well, the best part was she ended up volunteering in one of the kids' areas, so she never even heard it in the main auditorium. (laughs) (laughs) So it's great. So she she still has no idea. Will she go on and like re-listen to it? No way. No, no. No. She's thirteen. She doesn't. (laughs) She wrote. To be fair, she wrote me a really nice birthday card that talks yeah. about how she loves being able to listen to dad and talk and the, and you know she's mm-hmm. she's sprucing it all up because she's probably getting ready to ask me for money for summer camp this year but <laughs> yeah uh nice she's i think she's going to wildlife the camp oh, she, she wants to except um we were, and we were talking about this last night at dinner um how, do you remember how much summer camp cost when you were yeah. a kid i mean it depends uh, $400. Oh, wow. You went to fancy, fancy camp. I did not go to fancy camp, man. <laughs> My camp, I vividly remember like, I as a youth pastor, I remember hosting camps and the goal was to get it under $100. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And we're talking four nights away, Monday through Friday. And people are like, I don't know if I can afford $125. I, yeah. You got to, and I'm, I'm like, they're trying to get scholarships for their kids at a hundred dollars, which I'm not like, I don't want to judge people for the finances, but that's mm-hmm. like, you break that down $25 a day. I don't know. I don't know how to feed your kid yeah, and house them than that. and yeah. drive them somewhere for the less than that. Yeah. Right. And so she comes home with this little flyer to go to wildlife camp mm-hmm. and, and it's considerably more than that. I won't even, I don't even want to say how much it is, um, <laughs> but they take charter buses and they do family style dinners. Yeah. And I'm like in water slides down and from your room down to the pool. Like that's cool. <laughs> Uh, you know, this feels a little aggressive. Like, how about you babysit a few people and we'll talk, you know, you bring some part of, part of this, the table and we yep. can go See, that route. I think that's the thing is I am an only child from a divorced home. Oh, so my mom did whatever she You got she to go could. wherever you want. Um, and at summer camp was generally like 125 bucks, but like literally horse camp, yeah. horse camp, like just the random camps that I would go to that would, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did so. Girl Scout camp mostly, which you earn, like you, um, like part of cookie sales went to sure, like doing camp in the summer and doing and stuff like that. But I don't ever remember knowing how much it cost. So you just said, I got to sell 300 boxes of cookies. To yeah. Go. Or like, and, or, and, or my mom and dad like would budget it and make it work. And so, but we would, I would only ever do like one camp a summer. So I would do like Girl Scout camp in the summer. I wasn't sure if like camps were going to like continue. 
Yeah. yeah. I think there was a period there where I was like, our camp is like summer camps. Are those done? Like, there are some that are really struggling still. Yeah. So, because I get it. Like, one, a liability issue. Two, I remember we did dumb things at camp. Like, <laughs> yeah. That I just can't imagine that legal is like now is going, <laughs> yeah, we can sign off for that. We'll, we'll cover that if something yeah. happens. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and not just like us being dumb junior hires, just like, I remember we would do like the slip and slides. Oh, mm-hmm. oh man, yes. Like we would do, what's the steal the bacon? You put something in the middle and you call out a number and the two yeah. people run on a slip and slide and they would just collide into each yeah. other Concussion with like central. soap on the things. And you're yeah. like, yeah, exactly. You're like, it's just a matter of when an arm gets broken. Yeah. It's so, not if it's going to happen. A camp that I went to would have a 50 foot by 50 foot tarps slip and slide. Yeah. Four corners, four teams. A watermelon with like an actual watermelon. An actual watermelon. Oiled up, right? With, like all oiled up yeah. would be the the item. Yeah. And uh there were arms broken. Yeah, of course. I remember. I remember them being there. <laughs> like I remember like having to be like, well, now we gotta go to the hospital too, you know? Um, I just can't imagine yeah. food fights with like frozen hot dogs. <laughs> oh my gosh, ow. Wow. <laughs> Brutal. Horse camp sounds exciting. <laughs> is that for the horses or is that for? <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. horses on a tarp? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, pilgrimages. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's get back to. <laughs> Worst segue ever. <laughs> yes, we can, soups. <laughs> We're enjoying some right now. Yeah. Oh, this is delicious. Thank you so much. Yes, we can. Uh, I mentioned uh, a little bit about Jerusalem and being kind of um, center of the world for a lot of people and Church of the Holy Sepulchre being center of even Jerusalem in that way. I got a chance to go back and kind of see a a little bit uh, of that kind of world when I was a sophomore in high school. My parents took me to Jerusalem. And uh, obviously... I wish I could have, I wish I could go back or wish I would have done it at a later age. You appreciate that kind of stuff more. But I do remember it being odd how the sections of all of that are broken up between the religious factions involved in who worships which spot. So, like the dome on the mount was uh, a Muslim spot with the rock that Abraham's feet supposedly left on you know all that kind of stuff and you you could go in there as a uh american um but you had to you know, only certain hours and you had to take your shoes off and you had to kind of respect this and then you could go see the wailing wall that's where all the jewish people were at um but again you had to kind of respect the certain boundaries you couldn't go everywhere you wanted to go um and then in the story of the church of the holy sepulcher um i, I mentioned briefly to the different times of day like there's three different sets of keys for the doors for each religion and they each have an eight hour section or I don't know. It's not specifically eight hours, but that sort of a thing. Um, and in one of these, uh, in, in one of the stories of these, these middle eight or, uh, middle age pilgrims and, and going this time at that time during the, those middle ages, this was ran by sultans and, and, uh, a big Islam thing. And so they would have to go, and they would get the night shift. So during the day, it would be open to other Muslim people to come in and do their worship. But at night, they would literally lock them in the building. And then they would let them out first thing in the morning. And it was um, 
that was that that was how they kind of manage it and how they continue to manage it in spite of all of the conflicts that you hear between fact you know different fighting uh, spots and different well these people can't ever agree Jerusalem is this one unique place where like massive amounts of world religions are like it's a <laughs> it's a hot spot you know what i mean um and to kind of see that continue to function that way and still have so many people come and do the visitations and the pilgrimage it's it's a really interesting thing have you ever been there in all your travels Never been to jerusalem no. any desire to go there is it um it, it's lower on the list like yeah I don't, it's just not for fear i mean just because of no, safety issues like, or just no, not a... i just have other places i would rather go right. not for like not for fear or safety there's just like other parts of the world i would rather see yeah so how about you? You ever been? I Definitely. have never been. Um, but I, I mean, every place in the world I would like to go to. So <laughs> I think the closest thing I, I mean, <clears throat> I went to uh, the Louvre and they have a bunch of Babylonian, Assyrian, um, Jew- Jewish artifacts that are just fascinating. And so that really um, got my feet wet yeah. for one How many to go to the days East. were you in the Louvre? I mean, how many, t- really? how many hours? <laughs> like she was well, stuck there. I've, I've heard that you can go like <laughs> yeah, multiple, multiple days, days and not yeah. see everything. So did you have like one day and you just had to like run through, sprint through? So I've been to Paris twice and I've been to the Louvre twice. The first time we went from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m., they shut it down early. And I left the group and was venturing around by myself, got lost in the ancient Egypt section, which I do not recommend because there are literally mummies. Yeah, that sounds creepy. Um, And sarcophagi, just all of the things like right there. But it was really fascinating because that's just great. Um, The other time, I think I went for, yeah, maybe maybe a little more than a half of a day. But we, we, I made great groundwork if you go with the intention of not seeing everything but finding your interests Mm -hmm. it makes it worthwhile also mona lisa is completely overrated and i'm not a fan yeah not a fan at all get out of here i mean i've been to the vatican so like cool like we went didn't did rome so like i've done been to some like religious seats (sighs) never been to either of those spots yet (laughs) so freaking jealous It's so dumb that I've been to Disneyland like four times and never been. I've never been to Disneyland. Yeah, this it's. I've been like ten times to Disneyland. (laughs) Remember, single child of divorced. Oh, that's right, single child divorced parents. Oh, my life is so rough. (laughs) No, that's uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I I uh, I did get enamored with the idea of the Louvre, and I watched that show Lupin on Netflix. I think I told. I think yeah, you told me. I think you told me about it. Yeah, and in it, he steals some stuff from the Louvre and the the shots of it in from being filmed inside. I was like, oh man, gotta go there. Gotta go there. I mean, there's a couple of places like that, but yeah. Yeah, everything in Paris is extravagant. Like the Starbucks outside of the opera house where the Phantom of the Opera is based out of is literally like gold leafed wall decor, giant chandeliers in the Starbucks. Like I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Like it's like it's silly. Mm-hmm. I think they just like took all of the wealth from the monarchy and just spread it out. <laughs> and that's why we get Paris today. There it is. There yeah. it is. Uh, anything else from like, so specifically the idea of Jesus's teachings being to his disciples, hey, don't pack an extra shirt. Don't pack an extra this. Go with minimal. Take what whatever this place offers you. Uh, and I think he does that at a couple of places. But I, I like that idea of even taking that from a practical standpoint, going through a spiritual practice this summer as we travel, saying, 
I'm going to pack lightly. I'm not going to maximize everything, every potential. And I'm just going to, whatever it is, whatever shows up there, we'll just take it and go with it from there. But yeah, I had a few thoughts about that. Yeah. I like that piece. Um, for me, I was like, leave, they're like leaving room, you're leaving space um, to add to your experience. So am I like Bethany, like I want to pack until the extension, right? So that I can fill that extra space with my experience that I'm having as I go. Right. Yeah. Um, and so like, and then also like stepping away from your comforts. And so if you're packing everything that is making you comfortable and allowing you to control, like you're not going to fully experience a culture or a place or a space or an environment because you have surrounded yourself with what makes you comfortable and what you can control. And part of traveling and part of like having new experiences is allowing yourself to be open to those new cultures and those new places. And you can't do that if you've surrounded yourself with everything that's already yours. Right. Right. And you bring, you bring so much of, of like your experience and what we think is best. And this is, this is how I've always done it. So I'm just going to take it over there. And we never, we look at it and we go, and and we look at sometimes, uh, especially if it's like a third world country and be like, Oh, how primitive, how, you know, I can't believe what the differences are with that. And, and we, they're, they're happy. They live a great life. They have certain contentments that we're not even used to. So how mm-hmm. do we, how do we experience it from their side of things and, and do that? So. Yeah. And then the other like kind of broadening piece is like, like also that leaving room for like God to intervene and change what the plan is. And like, have I, am I packing light enough that I can travel on this new path? Mm-hmm. Am I, am I packing light enough that I have space for something new and something different? So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of took it a little bit differently just because I'm an Enneagram seven and I'm very destination and goal driven period for entertainment's sake. Um, and so that, that's just like a thing. Like I'm always looking for the next big event or the next like fun thing or, or thing like that. And so like for me really packing lightly in the in-between time from job to job to, um, be, you know, in my interactions with friends, um, really not, um, caring too much weight from, each conversation or the expectations because that stuff really bogs me down. Um, and I can't, I have so much expectations and hopes and dreams for the future. I put so much on what is to come that I don't really get to enjoy them, the present very often. Mm -hmm. Um, and so learning really to, to not carry all of that. So yeah, that's beautiful. I think my fear oftentimes in not packing lightly is I do like to maximize. Like I want to, like, even when we're going to on our, on our research trip, I'm, I'm trying to plan, how do we maximize every aspect of this day? How do we not miss anything? How do we not go on the drive home going, ah, oh, man, I wish I would have had extra time to do this. Right. And my thought is, well, if I, if, if I pack heavy enough, it'll minimize, it'll minimize that lack or that missing piece, or I, I might not miss it. And then inevitably I, I never end up using or touching or t- I'll bring, I bring seven books with me on a road trip and I, I read like one, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, no, I always bring <laughs> just cause books. I, just cause I might get to seven I, and, and I never get past one. So I don't know. It's <laughs> See, so dumb. I bring like four and I never start one. Yeah. So well, I can't read in the car, so I don't bring books. Yeah. <laughs> car but like even on the airplane, yeah. like I don't do anything. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's interesting. That's mm-hmm. Waste of space. Yeah. That's funny. 
Good. Anything else you can think of? No, that's it. Okay. All right. I'm excited about the series. It's going to be fun. I, I might, uh, so I'm, I'm doing this next week, and then my buddy Seth is going to be in town doing part three, and then we'll finish it up uh, with part four come the first part of May. All right. Holy let's moly. do our – I know. We're <laughs> flying through April already. It's almost halfway through April. Can you believe that? No. Nope. <laughs> It's wild. How did that happen? I don't know. I'm excited for it to get warm this weekend, though. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, uh, you want to start on our something sure. interesting? I got it. Um, I read a cool... This is another science fact, everyone. I read a cool science article. This is what happens. I'm, like, trolling around trying to find something, and then I'm like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> um, so, apparently, humans have the genetic and, like, systems capacity to become venomous. So basically, animals that are venomous, like snakes. Is this like a mother-in-law joke? Like, no. Oh, okay. Sorry. I know, right? When I was telling them about it earlier, I was like, "This doesn't mean like with your words. It's like actual venom." (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it basically, venomous animals just have like a modified, um, like saliva, salivatory gland, Um, and so humans have all of that same like infrastructure. We have all of the same like genetic coding that like snakes or um, like a few bats are venomous. Um, Like a platypus is venomous, not in its mouth, but it has like a venomous spike on its um, hind legs. Really? I didn't know that. Um, And They look so nice. I know. Everything in Australia can kill you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So I've heard. And so humans have all of those same things. Um, we would just need some sort of like natural selection push in order to like push that into neat being a necessity. Yeah. So like if we weren't able to get food or mate in the ways that we do now, then that could like there is potential for venom to be introduced as are a, you like, predicting thing. a walking dead scenario? No. Is this a, is this a zombie apocalypse <laughs> prediction? No, they're not dead. Well, I, you know what I mean. Though. Yeah. Like it feels no. like. Anyways, I mean, continue. maybe like, but the scientists were like, the chances of that happening are very, 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 very remote. But it is cool to know that like there's, um, there's that potential for something weird like yeah. that to happen with humans. Right? I see some serious potential in you, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well past the ability of yeah, we like, missed the boat, being right? venomous yeah. myself. But you never know. Maybe my children. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what I see in your child is a venomous snake. <laughs> Bethany, what do you got? What's interesting in your life? You know, I have some friends <clears throat> who just released a new type of puzzle. And I Ooh. just remembered this right now. Puzzles. It is called a lazel. Granted, I I just saw today that they've been getting lots of press all over the United States because it's got picked up from Keeper. Um, But it is a beautiful metal textured puzzle. Is it jewelry? It's like, it's very fine, um, but it's not jewelry. Okay. It's an actual. Trying to understand what that is. I can't tell. Look at this. Okay. Oh, oh. Did you make it jewelry? Like build the puzzle and then. Possibly, but it's very iridescent. It's like. Puzzle oh, pieces, yeah. but it's made out of metal oh. and they're textured. Is it three dimensional? No. Oh, okay. But it's got like a cool, like shimmering, glossy, fancy L A Z E L. Is that L A Z E L S dot com? Okay. And they're mm. friends from around here? Yeah, or they, from they're in, here in Tri Cities. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Man. I like it. 
Are those going to be for sale at the LCS auction? Probably not. <laughs> but they do have Come an Instagram. On. And I'm trying to help you out here, Bethany. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't think they had them ready. ready but there's like 100 uh, copies of one design. So they're very oh, limited. Oh, limited. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scarcity. There you go. <laughs> they're good marketers. I love it. It's awesome. All right. Mine has to do a little bit with fun facts about Lake Tahoe, a place that we just... A chance to go. Back. You ever been there? Anybody? Either? Nope. I have not, but now I really want to go. I know. After seeing know. your pictures. I know. It worked. It worked so good. Uh, Lake Tahoe sits on the border of California and Nevada. Two-thirds of it in California, one-third of it in Nevada. And it sits at an elevation of 6,224 feet. That's pretty Which high. means taller, higher than Denver, Colorado. Nice. Um, the de- the lake itself is about 1,644 feet deep at its deepest part in the north side of the lake. To put that into perspective, you could completely submerge the famous Empire State Building in New York, which stands at 1454 at the top. So it's uh, you could hide that whole thing yeah. within the bottom of the lake. I That's how deep I that didn't thing realize is. it was that deep. Is it a is it a crater lake? No. Okay. Is it man made? It is not man made. It is. Um, Animal made. No, I don't know how. Uh, geological, <laughs> this is geological shifts. Um, I don't know. Tectonic plate shifting. Somehow, yeah. all of those things worked out, and it's have to look crazy deep. And it's so deep that uh, the it's so cold underneath, and it never heats up in the winter. Uh, that it really has uh, like a really low algae count, which is mm-hmm. why it's so crystal clear blue. Yeah. If you've seen the pictures, there. I know I saw some of your pictures, you. it's, and you're like, you can see forever. I, I can't. I, you can't even describe it. Like I take these photos and I look at them on my phone. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm looking at it and I'm looking at my phone. I'm going, it's close, but like, that's better. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, always. It's always better. It's in crazy. Person. It's unbelievable how that worked. It is the second deepest lake in the United States. Second to Crater, Crater Lake uh, in Oregon there. And it is one of the deepest in the world. There are approximately 36.15 cubic miles, cubic miles of water in wow. Lake Tahoe. Crazy. Or approximately 39 trillion gallons. Nice. Uh, according to Keep Tahoe Blue, that's enough water to cover a flat area the size of California with 14 inches of water. Oh, my word. And it's also enough to supply everybody living in the United States with 50 gallons of water per day for five years. Wow. That is so much water, you guys. My wife drinks about 50 gallons of water per day. <laughs> um, so, and, But she would be sustained for five full years, which is really, really impressive. So, as well as everyone else, yeah, yeah, yeah everyone, everyone, <laughs> all three hundred and thirty million of us, mm. or whatever that number is now. Anyways, uh, uh, it's pretty exciting. It was fun, fun spot. So definitely yeah. uh, get a chance to drive down there and check it out at some point in your life on your bucket list. Take a pilgrimage. <laughs> yes, Enjoy we, the yes, we can light. soups. <laughs> Bring some yes, we can soups with you when you go. Because yes, you can. Because go. yes, you can go and do it and. <laughs> Uh, so good. <laughs> All right, that'll uh, that'll do it for this week ep- sure uh, week's episode. Any any promo stuff? And we got we already talked about the LCS auction. Uh, that's going to be live streaming. Where do they? What's the link to be able to go and watch that if they want to? If they want to jump in and and bid a million dollars on a on a trip to Tahoe, just search <laughs> annual Patriot auction twenty twenty one. Annual Patriot auction. That'd be good. And uh, this week we'll be back with part two of our series uh, pilgrimage. And uh, you can do in person either at nine or at 10 o'clock. If you have kids and you're wanting to bring them, uh, do the 10 o'clock and you can RSVP online on the website. Yep. I think that's it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye.